Oh, yeah. We are back. David Essel live. David Essel in the box with you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard. This is your time to get energized, jazzed, excited, to be bold, be strong, be positive. Oh, my Lord, we are back. And we've got a hell of a show coming up right now. one 800 548-8255. Nathan, thank you very much for rocking out with me this this evening. I was going to say this morning with Cruella in the background alive. 1-800-548-8255. Celebrating 22 years offering the most positive, powerful talk radio show in America. XM246 is where you're listening to us right now. Or maybe if you don't have XM, you could be tuning in at talkdavid.com, or if you're part of our text club, as a matter of fact, you if you are part of the text club, you just got the text, because at 6.06 Eastern Time, that baby rocks out there, you can listen to the show, absolutely listen to the show on your smartphone, your Android, your iPhone, whatever you got, we can do it, and I'll tell you in a little bit how you can be listening to the show on your phone as well as on XM246 and talkdavid.com, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles California. We are damn proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Massive event coming up soon. I'm going to tell you seven days from today, we'll be doing a killer workshop, Life Mastery, Life Change, How to Radically Change Your Life Forever. I'll give you information on that. We're going to be talking about in a minute, how do we change our attitude? How do you make your attitude more powerful? When you look at the news, when you look at maybe your bank account, when you look at your relationship or your health, it can be just hell on wheels sometimes trying to keep your attitude up. We're going to give you some ideas on how you can make sure you're doing the work necessary to get your attitude up. Hey, I've got a, sh- a bunch of shout outs already. Our text number, people are texting in. Our text number, 941-266-7676. You have a test, uh, text a question, a comment, whatever. Call us. Text us first, 941-266-7676. Or call us first, 1-800-548-8255. So here's the shout outs. Paula and the kid. And Jennifer listening to us. You guys are rocking. Mary and the General are listening to us. Woody and Slam and Sam are listening to us. There's so many more people that are tuned in right now that I will get to your names in a little bit. I want to thank you so much for texting me right before the show. That was really cool. And then the guests, the guests, the guests come. Mark Eisenhart. This is a guy that's overcome deep emotional loss. I mean intense emotional loss, obesity, and addiction. I call him the show's warrior. He is David Essel Alive warrior. He's absolutely a warrior. He's coming back, going to share more about how he overcame all of those challenges to be who he is today. Dr. Johnny Bowden is back. This guy is called the rogue nutritionist. He's the author of many books, including The Most Effective Way to Live Longer. We're going to be talking about, is exercise really the best tool for weight loss? I think the answer is no. I think the answer is absolutely no, but we're going to find out from Dr. Johnny. Then, check this out. We have a former Cirque du Soleil performer, Christy Wilson. I cannot wait to get Christy on the show. I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time. And she just won the Miss Fitness Universe Award. 
for 2013, the competition. So we'll be having those guys on to rock your world, to give you ideas and thoughts on how you can become more alive in life. Our toll-free number. Hey, listen, we open up right now for you. If you have a thought, a question, if you're on the fence in life, Maybe you're in a, in a relationship, a love relationship that's challenged, that's struggling. Maybe you're, you're frustrated with your income or your career choices. Maybe you've got a problem with a family member. It could be an addiction. It could be exercise-related, weight-related. Maybe you're just stumped on your attitude. Call me right now, 1-800-548-8255. We take your calls on the air for free. It's free coaching on the air. And as a matter of fact, this Monday, I am excited because I've just signed on with a Fort Myers, Florida station, B103.9, where I'll be doing a morning show with Big Mama and the Wild Bunch. Every Monday morning, I'll be being the the master life coach in studio for Big Mama and the Wild Bunch. I cannot wait for that. And we'll be picking up more affiliates around the country doing weekday shows. So we're going to be kicking some major butt, I'll tell you that. All the time. Call me, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Right now would be great. We can get you in. We can talk. We can do all kinds of wonderful things. Uh, oh, we just got some more texts coming in. Colin and Chris are tuned in on the North Carolina homestead tonight. So we've got more people texting us. Again, the text number, i got to love this, the text number Nine four one two six six seven six seven six. So we got a ton of people texting us in. We'll get to the rest of your names as well. I promise. Just give us a moment. So, what about your attitude? How do you do an attitude wake up? I remember um, about a month ago at a lecture I gave, someone brought up is attitude genetic. You know, could it be possible that that attitude is really a product of our genes and that people have great attitudes because of a genetic predisposition towards a good attitude? And some people can have a crappy attitude because of a predisposition genetically to a crappy attitude. Well, the answer is, yeah, that's part of it. But the coolest thing is, is that regardless if you're in the pro, the plus column there or the negative, you can rock this world and grab a better attitude if you so choose. So what are we talking about? First of all, we become who we hang out with. You really have to take a look at your stable, baby, at your homeboys. You got to look at that stable of people that you're hanging with. Are they positive? Are they upbeat? Um, are they negative? Are they gossipers? Are they backstabbers? Very first thing you check is, who's my homeboys? Who's my stable mates? And if they're not bringing you forward, they're bringing you back. Trust me on that one. Um, what do we watch? You know, what, 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 how are we involved in the media? Right? What do we listen to? Are we constantly stuck on sports talk where they're beating up people, politics where they're beating up people? Is it is it the stock market where it's all kinds of conspiracy theories? Are you listening to gossip shows about famous people? Because all those things I mentioned right now are absolutely attitude drainers. You cannot have a great attitude if you're doing the above. Now, what's the solution? Well, first of all, you got to slow down and do a check. Like, who is it that I hang out with, and what am I watching, listening to, reading? We've got to release those habits, those people that are bringing us down, and we have to institute, create friendships with uplifting, successful people. Um, We have to limit the news. You know, we always say, I mean, sometimes, of course, I'm one of those people that say, just don't watch the news altogether. And then, then someone will look at me and go, oh, please. I watch six hours a day. Okay, so here you go. One hour a day, period. You can combine, like, reality shows and news into your 60 minutes of crap a day. 
<laughs> so we at David Essel Alive, of course, we are the makers of all things good. And we're giving you 60 minutes a day to fill your mind with crap. And then after that, there's nothing. Like, you cannot go there anymore, you know? So choose wisely, right? If you're going to watch and listen to crap, choose it wisely. Like, choose the best crap to watch and listen to. Can I get an amen? You know, like, watch a show that's really, really crappy for 30 minutes. Watch the crappiest news broadcast for 30 minutes and then be done with it. And then after that, you've got to, like, really check it out. The movies we're watching, the shows, the CDs that are lifting your energy. I mean, I'm serious. It's that, it's that simple. How do you start your day? Do you start your day with positive reading or affirmations or prayer or meditation? How do you end your day? Do you end your day with maybe journaling or write, jotting down a few things that went well that day? You know, I like you, are you, are you the master of your ship or is there someone else that's in control? I would love for you to know that answer. Because if you don't know that answer, you're not in control. If you don't know that you're the one that gets to choose, like no one's forcing you to watch the news, listen to controversial radio or TV shows, read crap on the Internet. No one's forcing you to do that. That is an absolute 100% choice. Can I get an amen? It absolutely is. It's 100% choice. Now, if your attitude rocks, you're probably doing the right stuff, right? So if you have a really good attitude, you're out here making a difference in the world, then good for you. But if it ain't happening, if if you're Debbie Downer, David Downer, oh my gosh. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Call me right now. 1-800-548-8255. 800-548-TALK. We'll talk about what's going on in your world, how I can help you get to the next level with your mind, body, spirit, finances, everything we do on the show. For more information on David Essel Alive, visit talkdavid.com. Stay right there. Like a stopwatch, let's stop time and enjoy this moment, darling. One day while my light is glowing, I'll be in my castle golden. But until the gates are open, I just want to feel this moment. Oh, oh, I just want to feel this moment. Oh, we rock around the USA every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard. David Essel in the box, 1-800-548-8255. I have been uh, many times out at karaoke bars. People totally misconstrue, and they think Christina's in the house when I'm doing her cover songs on uh, on my own. It's incredible. 1-800-548-8255. It's one of the many gifts that I've been given in life, and I praise God every day for my incredible singing voice. 1-800-548-8255. Hey, text us, 941-266-7676. Just got this one in. This is this is cute. Uh, she did not put her name, but this is a long text. Okay, maestro of relationships. That's how it starts out. That's what me and my two girlfriends who listen to your show call you. Why do I choose guys that are emotionally or physically unavailable? I fall hard, then a month later I find they are married or dating other women or have had a girlfriend all along. Why me? Great question. Number one, we don't feel worthy of being loved. I'm going to just hit it right where it's where it hurts, I'm sure. A lot of times when women have a... Um, 
tendency, I'll use the word, when they have a tendency to continue to choose unavailable guys or, you know, we, we have videos on YouTube about this kind of stuff. Uh, guy, the bad boys, you know, guys that drink a ton or guys that aren't healthy for whatever reason or guys that, as you wrote, my love, um, already have, they're already married, they're already in relationships or they're dating several other people with you all along is that we don't feel worthy of being loved. You know, we don't feel worthy of being respected by a man. So we choose men that will definitely give us what we expect, that unworthiness. We're afraid of deep intimacy. So we choose guys that will never, that we will never have to be deep with. You know, I, I hope this just makes sense. Now, the first time you hear this, for all the women in the audience that have never heard this before, the first time you hear it, you may get defensive and say, David, that's a bunch of crap. I deserve great love. I deserve to be treated truly. But we don't care what you think you deserve. The only thing we care of is who are you attracting? The law of attraction says that we attract into our existence exactly who we are, the mirror of who we are. That's who we attract. So if you're attracting unavailable men... If you're attracting men that are not available because of other women or because of addictions or because of whatever, it's because you are not available. Now, you can change all that in a heartbeat, my love, by choosing to look very closely when you're dating people, listen to the signs that are coming within, listen to the, watch the actions of the men that you're with, and when one and one does not equal two, call them out on it. Now, here's the thing. You could be afraid of rejection. You could be afraid of being alone, and all that comes into play as well. Email me, talkdavid at AOL.com. Email me, talkdavid at AOL.com, and I'll share more with you. 1-800-548-8255. If you want to talk to me uh, in person, this is a great time. 1-800-548-TALK. Uh, we're getting a slammed with Texas today. That's an, oh 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 oh. Before I forget, this big workshop that we have coming up next uh, Saturday and Sunday, the twenty seventh and twenty eighth of July. Go to talkdavid.com for more information. But I just want to give you an idea. We have um, listeners from XM Radio flying in from New York, flying in from Minnesota. They're going to be joining us, of course, from all over the state of Florida. It's going to be held in Fort Myers, Florida. You can join us via Skype from anywhere in the world. Boston, even Spain, yes, listeners from all over the place are coming in from this workshop. So I highly recommend go to talkdavid.com. You'll see right on the homepage, Life Mastery. Right on the homepage, you're going to see the Life Mastery workshop. Click on it and join us. It's going to absolutely rock. Uh, 1-800-548-548. 8255. This is a great one. This text just came in. I heard you speak once that there is no such thing as a justifiable resentment, at least not to hold a resentment for life. What about having resentments against people who have used you or cheated on you? Aren't these justifiable? And you know what? This is such a tricky topic. It seems like it at first. So let's say you're dating someone and they have an affair on you and you get mad at them and you leave them or you divorce them or whatever. And six months, a year, two years go by, and you have this resentment, and you say, of course it's justifiable. Look at what he or she did. Or maybe someone robbed you of money. You know, they embezzled all your money. And you say, that was 10, 20, 30 years ago, but of course it's a justifiable resentment. They put me out on the street. But the reason we say that that's not true, there's no such thing as a justifiable resentment, is because the resentment that we carry forward is only hurting us. The person who cheated on us, who stole our money, who betrayed us, who did whatever, they've already moved on, gang. They've already moved on. They may or may not have ever had remorse. 
they may or may not have ever felt bad. They may or may not have really cared after it happened about how you feel. So you're the only one suffering. Isn't that incredible? Think about Nelson Mandela imprisoned unfairly for 27 years. And he came out totally forgiving to clerk and all of the white politicians and and political members in South Africa for imprisoning him. He could have had a justifiable resentment after 27 years in prison. Susie Orman, her office manager years ago embezzled every penny. When she forgave the office manager, her business came back. Dave Pelzer, Dave Pelzer, who, as you guys know the story, we've interviewed Dave a ton of time on the show, uh, a boy, a kid, a, a boy called it. One of the most uh, severe child abuse cases in the state of California. He has forgiven his mother. So there is no such thing as a justifiable resentment because the resentment only hurts us. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. Now, as you listen to me say that, and if you have a lot of pain right now because it hasn't been that long since someone really, really hurt you, then you're going to probably disagree with me, right? And I understand that. And I'm not telling you not to have pain. I'm telling you to have pain and work through it. And after you work through the pain by feeling the anger, the rage at that person who has hurt you, then you can let it go. 1-800-548-8255. Is there any... Oh, my goodness. This is tough. Is there any hope when there has been an affair in a marriage? And the answer is, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of hope if there's been an affair in a marriage. I, we're going to get to more emails. There's a bunch of emails this week that came in on that. Let me tell you just really quickly about that question. There's hope if both parties are willing to work on the issues that brought the affair about. Right? There's there's a lot of hope. If um If someone, you know, if there's an affair in a relationship and both parties aren't, remorseful. And I know that sounds weird. You say, what do you mean both parties? There's only one person that went out of the relationship. The other one didn't stray. So why should both? But if both parties are willing to do the work, if both parties are willing to uh, accept their responsibility, if the person that strayed is willing to be deeply remorseful, you know, in any type of betrayal, there's got to be deep remorse by the person who betrayed or it's not going to work. No, then the relationship can't be healed. But yes, there's incredible hope. We started doing this work with couples in 1991. I don't know how many couples we've helped save the relationship. We haven't been able to save them all. We have not been able to save every relationship wherever there's been uh, an affair. But the majority of them, I'd say close to 75, 80% we have. And I remember a couple that I worked with where it was really brutal. I'll tell the full story sometime later on in the show. But it was really, really brutal. The affair was extremely going. It was going on for a very long period of time. And fast forward to the end. I worked with this couple for 12 straight months. At the end of 12 months, they came to me and said, we have a deeper love now than the previous 17 years of our marriage. So is there hope? Absolutely. Are you willing to do the work? That is the question. Oh, my gosh. Let me go through this whole list of other people who have asked for a shout-out, people listening to the show right now from all over the United States of America. Um, we have Miriam in the in the Northeast. We have Peter out in California. We have L in Florida. We have Stephen in Austin, Texas, and the list goes on and on and on. If you want to get involved, text me where you are. We'll do a shout-out for you, 941-266-7676-941-266-76. David Essel Alive, Positive Talk Radio. Visit us at talkdavid.com. 
David Essel in the box with you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, being joined right now by Britney Spears. Uh, we have, we've had a couple requests for Britney Spears. So to our listener, L, who requested Britney Spears, you got it. Uh, Kathy Ann requested some Janet Jackson later on. Nathan's going to have to try to find that. What's that one I really like by Janet Jackson? Um, it's the one where she was marching in that MTV video. I forget what it is, but I'm sure Nathan will figure it out. 1-800-548-8255. 800-548-8255. America's Positive Talk Radio every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Coming up in just a couple moments, Mark Eisenhart is back with us. Mark is, you know, I refer to Mark as like the, one of those spiritual warriors. He's this exceptional warrior in life. He's a sponsored uh, athlete. He's a, a motivational force in life. He's, the guy has just come back from some huge challenges, and now he's leading the way for other people to do the same thing. Absolutely love to have his energy on the show. We're going to be coming with Mark in just a moment. Wanted to remind you, too, to like us on Facebook, David Essel Alive on Facebook. Go there, like us seven days a week. We offer you free information, videos, quotes, um, stories about what guests are coming up, who's coming up, what they're doing, what they're going to be talking about. All of that is on Facebook David Essel Alive. Every show that we do on XM is archived at our website. So just go to talkdavid.com. If you missed this interview with Mark Eisenhart tonight, or you have friends that really should listen to the inspiration this guy's bringing to the planet, remind them, remind yourself. You can listen to these shows all archived at talkdavid.com. Let's go. Mark Eisenhart, who came back from the loss of his dad, deep depression, obesity, addiction, and today a sponsored athlete and making a huge difference in this world. Mark, welcome back to the show. David, thanks so much for having me back on the show. It's great to be here, and it's good to hear your voice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome, Mark. For people that did not hear you the first time, you, you told a story about your dad coming back from some serious illness, and then when he was passing, that you had a conversation with him that turned your life around. Tell us that story. Well, my dad, I, I refer to my dad in so many of the interviews that I do it in my book as, as my best friend. And he was, he was my hero. He, he was my true north. And I can go on and on about how incredible that man was and how he impacted my life. But to come to the point to answer your question, the experience of watching him beat cancer to die of liver disease gutted me. I was already in the midst of a downward spiral, David. I was, as you pointed out, uh, abusing drugs and alcohol. I was uh, not in control of my life back then. Uh, an eating disorder was in control of my life. And PTSD, I was the poster child for post-traumatic stress disorder. So I'm proof that your whole life can change in an instant, David. And, and so I did in the last lucid conversation that I had with, his, with my dad uh, on his deathbed because he beat cancer to die of liver disease. Um, I made a vow, I made a promise both to himself and to, to him rather and to myself that I was going to restore myself to the kind of vibrant health that I enjoyed during my prime because at my rock bottom I weighed 455 pounds and I had all Now stop, stop right there, Mark. Wait, Mark, Mark. Okay. 455 pounds. 455, yeah. 455. That is, I mean, that's, you know, I don't even remember the last time I interviewed if you shared that number. Well, tell the audience, at 455 pounds, it's got to be difficult to do about everything, Mark. Oh, it was. It was, David. I, make no mistake about it. I wasn't living back then. I was dying. <laughs> I was not living. Yeah. It was, you know, yeah. I had become completely nocturnal. 
Um, I shied away from just about everybody. So the quickest way to avoid people is to invert your sleep cycle, which is what I did. That way I didn't have to, you know, worry about being around in public settings because there aren't very many people that are out, you know, unless they work third shift out and about. So I naturally reduced my exposure radius exponentially by inverting my sleep cycle. But you're absolutely right. Not only was I morbidly obese, but I had a 90% loss of feeling in both feet from diabetic neuropathy. So wow. uh, things like just getting around. You know, moving. Obviously, it was it was a nightmare. It was it wasn't living. It was dying. And and I was abusing drugs and alcohol at the time. I went forty years, David, without ever even tasting alcohol, ever even experimenting with it. And when things went very quickly, as they did with my dad, from bad to worse, the overeating uh, wasn't enough for me. So then I started adding gasoline to a diesel fire, and I started abusing yeah. painkillers and sleeping pills and alcohol. Right. Now, when you're at 455, Mark, um, can you like, can you go on an airplane? Can you get in a, a, a you know, in a bus seat, like a, a movie theater? No. Like, what is it? Yeah. There, there was a point at which when I could still do those things and it was horribly, horribly uncomfortable. But, you know, I can remember having to go up to the flight attendants and ask for the seatbelt extensions on the airplane and, you know, how, how just, I couldn't go anywhere near the bathroom, obviously, on the airplane, but traveling was a nightmare. And there was, yeah, to answer your question, there was a point in which I just couldn't do those things anymore. And um, I, uh, I didn't, I don't try, I didn't use mass transit much when I was in Northeastern Ohio. So I suspect that, you know, being able to use a bus system would have been a nightmare, too. So I just drove everywhere. But um, understand that we might as well cut to the chase. There was a point at which I became a recluse. I became agoraphobic, David. I, I actually right. barricaded myself inside my house, booby-trapped my windows and doors, and considered never leaving again. Um, that's how bad it was. Now, when your dad passes, Mark, what, what kind of a weight were you carrying then? Well, so at the, at the time, just following his death, he died on the 7th of October of 2009. Um, it was actually on the 28th of November, about five weeks after his transition, that I raised the white flag and asked for help and decided I wasn't going to do this anymore. In other words, I made good on that vow and I, that promise that I made to him in the last lucid conversation that I had on his deathbed. So at that time, I weighed 455. Now, let me clarify that. I can guarantee that I weighed 455 because I remember the scale that I used at the trucking, the shipping place where I got other. But the truth is, David, I might have actually weighed more. I don't know for yeah. sure. I mean, there's a point at yeah. which you weigh so much that the scale no longer becomes reliable. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. I can yeah. Yeah. Say for certain that I weighed four fifty five. So. And what do you weigh um, right and, now? Um, well, so let me before I answer that question, let me yeah. tell you that I was successful dropping two hundred and fifteen pounds in one year. I dropped down to my lowest weight of two hundred and forty pounds. Um, okay. And so I am currently about two sixty three right now. Um, about two sixty. Yeah, about two sixty three to two sixty five. I weighed myself about two weeks ago. Um, and I'm glad you asked because I'm actually um, well underway now and making great progress to the next phase of my transformation because notice I didn't say that I vowed to drop 215 pounds or whatever. I said I vowed to restore myself to the kind of vibrant health that I enjoyed during my prime. So I played football and wrestled in high school and college and played in the semi-pros. 
Um, so I'm actually right now in the process of cutting down to whatever we decide amongst my coaches and trainers, my ideal weight and my ideal lean body mass is. Now, keep in mind, I'm a sponsored athlete, so I'm not necessarily suggesting that everybody do what I do. I'm not advocating, but my goal is 210 pounds and 7% body fat on a plant-based whole foods diet, drug-free, no steroids, David, nothing, you know, nothing unhealthy, um, because it's going to be covered. I'm already on platforms like bodybuilding.com, Fitness RX for Men, um, just was in Muscle and Body magazine, uh, Fit Figures magazine. So I'm doing this, A, to a couple things, to get in the best possible shape that I can, the leanest, most physically fit version of me, um, to tr- get some traction as far as my acting and modeling career goes, because let's face it, David, you have to have a certain look in Los Angeles in order to compete as an actor, as a model. Hell, y- hell to- yeah! Mark, yeah, Mark, it's I not mean, it's not a certain look. You have to be like in the yeah. top three percent of That's men. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I'm also doing it, David, because I realize that sometimes people need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I'm I'm wanting this whole experience to land in a way that it makes a very dramatic statement to the American public that we need to take our health more seriously. We need to take our food supply more seriously. We need to take things like stress more seriously, and we especially need to take childhood obesity more seriously. So sometimes people need dramatic examples to get their attention and to shake them out of apathy, and I hope that I'm creating a dramatic example, but I'm doing it in a way that is healthy, that's nurturing, that's not depleting. I'm not going to use steroids. I'm not going to do any of those other things that have been done in the past. And I understand why they've been done, but I'm going to do it in a way that's sort of, um, uh, I guess for lack of a better way, reinventing the wheel a little bit under the expert supervision of my team and my sponsors, who I want to give a real quick shout-out and thanks to. Well, you know, Mark, Mark, hold that. We have to go to a quick break, and we'll come back, and you can do the shout-out absolutely. When we come back with Mark Eisenhart, we're going to talk about turning points, moments of awakening, and what do we need to do to get back on the track. 800-548-8255. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. I'm David Essel. More at TalkDavid.com. Stay right there. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel live, celebrating 22 years in powerful, positive talk radio. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255 on XM Satellite 246, streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. And proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. My guest right now, Mark Eisenhardt, who's a uh, sponsored athlete. I call him the motivational force in life. The guy has overcome so many incredible challenges from obesity to addiction and more. Uh, after his father's passing, and be- just before that, he made a vow to his dad that he would turn himself back into the vibrant health individual that he was. He's done that now. His high point, 455 pounds, now 263. Mark, what do you what do you share with people? Like, everyone needs to have a turning point, a wake-up call. So someone's listening right now, and they're struggling with alcohol, drugs, their weight, food. Like, how do you encourage them to look at today as the turning point instead of waiting another day? Well, it's such a great question, David, and I'm so glad you asked because 
you know, we touched upon this briefly in the first show, right, that one thing, what you pointed out is one thing that you had in common with all the people that you had on that show is that moment at which everyone decided, okay, I have to do this, I have to ask for help. That, to me, is a moment of great strength, not weakness, a moment of great strength, a moment of great courage. And for me, it took, uh, frankly, me landing at death's door, David. It took me, well, let's face it, when you're at rock bottom, you only have two choices, die or climb. I assure you, there was no place else for me to go. It's been said that you don't know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. I was already in the midst of a, a self-sabotaging downward spiral. David, I was doing a wonderful job of killing myself. And so suddenly now uh, we add to that the reality that my, my dad, my best friend, my hero, my true north is gone. And I just couldn't get my head around that. So I decided to do a couple things. The most important thing was raise the white flag, throw in the towel, David, ask for help, set my intention. I'm a guy who believes the universe will conspire you to help you, and I'm a person who believes in the power of intention. So when I did that, thank God, the universe starts lining up the resources for that to happen. But the very first thing that I had to do was commit to it, decide I wasn't going to live that way anymore, raise the white flag, and ask for help. That's the first most important and, thing. And who did you reach out to, Mark? Who was the first person that you asked for help? The, the very first thing I did was I, I was at home in the privacy of my own home, having had a complete and total meltdown and cried for the better part of 24 hours. And after I, I, I did two things, David. The very first thing I did was I said a prayer. I turned to the one man who had not let me down one time in 40 years, that being my dad. And let me, cl- let me clarify what I mean by that, David. If he said he was going to be someone somewhere, he was there. If he said he was going to do something, he did it without exception, without fail. I didn't turn to my higher power or the God of my understanding or the Holy Spirit. I turned to my dad. That's as far as I could go. And I said a prayer, and then I picked up the phone and I called my mom, and I said, okay, look, I know this is going to be difficult for you to hear. I understand that, but I need you to listen to me in a way that you've never listened to me before. You know, understand that I had lost touch with my family, David. I had barricaded myself inside my house, booby-trapped my windows and doors. I wasn't answering my phone. I wasn't answering my email. David, I had a gun up to my head for three days. So I called my mom, and I said, I need help. I need it now, and it needs to be more important than anything else. And so as you can imagine, when you go into the emergency room, as I did, and you start telling them what you've just been through, you don't get to make decisions for yourself anymore. (laughs) Wait, Mark, Mark, this is one of those those times when you absolutely have to surrender because they're not going to listen to your negotiation of what you'd like to do in this moment. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. So, so in, in response to your question, what I would ask for people is surrender and throw in the towel and ask for help. The other thing that I did was, obviously, I finally decided, I hate to say this because there's no other way to really say it, but I decided to make it more important than anything else. It was only a matter of time at 455 pounds with all those things wrong with me where I didn't have that choice anymore. It was only a matter of time before I went into a diabetic coma or I had a heart attack 
or you know and, and so while I still had that that's that part of me the what I call my true and authentic self the lucidity the peace of mind to know that I needed help I asked for it and then I decided okay I don't get to be in control of what happens next. And since you can imagine when you're hospitalized, you're right, you don't get to be in control. You're considered a threat to yourself. You're put on suicide watch. You're put in, you know, all those things. But that was what needed to happen for me, David. And, and you know, so I, 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 I was hospitalized for a while. And then upon my discharge, I was put in a partial hospitalization program and then cr- quickly created a uh, immersion program to augment um, the work that was being done in the partial hospitalization program, because not only did I make it more important than anything else, David, but I made it my full-time job for a year. Chris, uh, when we move forward and we look at where you are today, there was something you sent me, and we have about two minutes left here, Mark. There was something you sent me about a film you're involved in called Chubbs. Can yeah. you give us a, yeah, a, so a really short... Asked. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad. Well, once I realized, David, that what's really at the core of dr- what's driving me here is that I want to impact people's lives in a dramatic way that changes them forever, like my dad did mine. There the sponsors came in. There the team came in. There my career took off. And so this is a perfect opportunity to advance my acting career, David. I've been cast as a PE teacher and a coach in a film called Chubbs, which is a film about childhood obesity. And one of the things that I like about it, David, is there's an outreach program in place. We're going to screen this film to after-school programs, YMCAs, Boys and Girls Clubs, people like me and other people that are in the film, some of whom are also athletes, are going to have an opportunity then to talk to kids about healthy eating, about body image, about self-esteem, about all these things that were plaguing me. Because, I mean, let's face it, in many ways, this all comes back down to the fact that I was the fat kid on the playground that everybody made fun of. And I was given a second chance. And what a great way to make a dramatic impact on people's lives through film and then through the outreach program, an opportunity to share this experience with kids. It's perfect. Mark, because children's obesity is so out of control in this country, I mean, depending on the the statistics you look at, it could be anywhere from 30 to 50% of kids are either overweight or obese. Where could individuals find out more information about your Chubbs film? Okay. So there's going to be, there's a couple of websites that we're going to be launching here over the course of the next couple of weeks for the film. But for right now, if you stay in touch with me through my website, because there's going to be a whole separate page on, on the process. Everybody is interesting, David. Everybody that's involved in the film is going to be dropping weight during the film, and it's going to be like a whole campaign that's going to be widely publicized. Just go to my website, which is on yours, on David Live, but my website is www.getempowerednow.com. There'll be a whole page dedicated to Chubbs. There'll be some things that is revealed in the pre-production phase and then in the filming and then, of course, updates on where once it's done because we're set to start filming here in the late fall, early winter in the Northwest, in the Pacific Northwest. I'm actually up in Vancouver, B.C. right now. We're going to be filming in Portland and up in parts up in the Pac Northwest. You'll be able to stay in touch with it all through the website there. Awesome. GetEmpoweredNow.com. Now, Get Empowered is G-E-T-I. Get Empowered uh, with an I.com. Check out more with Mark, what he's up to. The film, Childhood Obesity, is a serious, serious, we call it on the show, we call it a serious illness. It's not just a condition, but because of the so many spiraling side effects from it, it's an illness. Mark, I want to thank you so much for taking time to be back with us today. Thank you, David, and congratulations to Christy and to Dr. Johnny on all their accomplishments. I look forward to hearing about them. Oh, yeah, they're, they're going to be awesome here today, Mark. Thank you so much for that.
All right, David. Thanks so much for doing okay. what you're doing. Keep seeing that light of yours. <laughs> Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. All right, thanks. thanks, Mark. What one eight hundred five four eight eight two five five one eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. David Essel in the box with you. Hey, I want to share something. When we are at that point, right? You're looking in the mirror and you're saying, "Okay, wait a minute. This is thirty, forty, fifty, sixty pounds or more overweight it has to go." Or we look at the fact that the way I handle stress. The way I do it with alcohol, the way I do it with food, the way I do it with with anger, resentment has got to go. There has to be a point where you say, this is it. There has to be what Mark said, the surrender. I happen to agree 100% where you reach out and ask someone for help. Who is it that you need to ask? Is it a coach? Is it a minister? Is it a therapist? Who is it? Because you know what? We got to where we are right now, and we're not getting anywhere else by ourselves. If you want to accomplish massive goals in life, you're going to have to put out a huge effort. There's no baby steps to get out of the situation you're in. And as soon as you realize that, life can change. Check out our website, talkdavid.com. Email me off air or call me, and I'll help you get to where you want to be. Talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay there.